everybody, and welcome to the Sports. 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 Podcast. I'm Joel Anderson. I'm Jordan Pomaville. And joining us as always, except for last week, is Phil, the Sports Outsider. What do you mean last week? You weren't here last week. You weren't week. here last week. What? I felt like I was here. No, no, you no. Most certainly were not. Not in the seat it, right now talking about this It did not around? feel no. like you were here We got into we Saber recorded. Metrics. We got into some batted yeah. ball data. We got we used some StatCast stuff. Guys, oh, yeah. it got happy really Halloween. I was podcasting from inside the studio. Right. Why didn't you say anything? Yeah, oh. it really. I was being ghostly. Ooh. Oh, well, that makes Ooh. sense. Because it's Halloween. Happy Halloween, guys. Happy oh, Halloween. Yeah. Uh, what, on... what are you dressing up as, Joel? I'm not. I, I'm not. I don't. Jordan, like what are you dressing up as? Uh, uh, Jordan with a mustache. I'm actually going to shave all this, and I'm going to have a mustache. And it's going to be pretty freaking. That's hilarious. an amazing one. I, I, like I, I never have a mustache. That's I like one of it. the better costumes I've ever. Heard. Yeah, I'm going to dress up as Bane. Oh, and I'm going to read Donald Trump tweets the whole time. <laughs> do the do the voice. <laughs> this is Bane. I'm doing Donald Trump tweets. I don't think that's a great Bane voice. This is a Bane voice. <laughs> speaking <laughs> speaking of Halloween, Burn, that's my name. We have Larry King on the show, spooky old Larry oh, King. Oh, good yes. Halloween episode guest. Yeah, yeah. he's great. He, we saw him on Game uh, Two or Game One, Game One of the World yeah, Series. Right. Ton of celebrities. Oh, it was yeah. like Pat Sajak, Dylan McDermott. Oh, yeah. All the bigs. <laughs> well, no, you can tell, too, on, on the Fox World Series, when they spot just a celebrity, the camera's looking just like it's at one of the cameras that has just spotted one, right? Yeah. But then when it's a celebrity that clearly just has tickets because they have a new Fox sitcom, yeah. the camera gets down right in front of the eye. <laughs> oh, yeah. And like, hey, it's Seth MacFarlane from the Orville. And he like waves and the camera's like right on him. And then yeah. like it'll be like uh, from, uh, from afar, hey, it's Kate Upton. She's yeah. more famous than Dylan McDermott there now. There was a, a super cut that went on YouTube that went pretty viral of the Dodgers announcer uh, announcing the stars of hit sitcoms at the time that all were bad sitcoms in hindsight. <laughs> oh, and that it's like the past phenomenal. 20 years of announcing sitcoms you will not remember so, anymore. So it's basically Joe Buck. Yeah, using on it was Joe Buck. That was Fox has had the World Series for like twenty years now. Yeah, that's phenomenal. That's a great idea. I would say ninety percent of the actors I didn't recognize, and ninety percent of the shows I've never heard of. It's interesting you say that. I had a buddy who got to go to Game Two of the Tigers Giants World Series in San Francisco uh, because he was on a Fox sitcom at the time. Oh, and I was insanely jealous because he was not. He was not a, a Giants or a Tigers fan. So okay, so was it just set up basically by marketing? Like, hey, we want you to be there to promote the sitcom. Do you want to go to the World Series? Oh, gee, sure. I think so. He might have also just gotten. T- he wasn't like a household name at the time, so I'm not sure it was like we need to make sure Echo's oh, on TV. So maybe it yeah. was he like, might have just gotten tickets because it was like, was hey, it we're Fox. Gina? No, it was Echo. Oh, okay, that makes what was sense. The, the first show he was on with Nat Faxon. Oh, I don't remember that. I and just then, remember he was in Arrow because he was awesome in Arrow. I still haven't seen any of Arrow. Uh, I really he, should. He plays but... like a gay superhero. Yeah, I had heard that, yeah. which is really interesting because... But a very Echo, positive... Echo is like aggressively heterosexual in What real the life. hell is that supposed let's, to let's, mean? Let's, let's, okay, in the so Weinstein world, please don't say Larry, that Larry again. King, no. who is uh, I yeah. believe originally from New York, I believe oh, he yeah. is a Brooklyn Dodgers fan. I believe that's how oh, far he goes back. Yeah. Wow. He was kind of slumped over in the front seat and uh, fr- front row. Yeah. And it, it's going to be great to kind of just get him on and pick his mind about maybe the, the World Series and, and what it means to be a baseball fan and that sort of thing. So I'm excited about that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, that sounds fun. 
Now, unfortunately, we do not have a wide world of weird sports this week. Phil, is this true? Is there any truth yeah. to this? I don't know. Joel already said we don't, so maybe we shouldn't. No, no. Look what I you've mean, done. I had one picked out, but Joel Look said, what you've done. I take Joel, what Joel says at face value. Okay. I and don't question. Anyone who knows the two of us is already aware of the fact that that's complete bullshit. All right, we do. We got, uh, we got my vote. Right. And uh, a verifiable true facts. Oh, fun. But first, steal a base, steal a taco, update, watch, update. Steal a base, steal a taco, update, watch, update, brought to you by McDonald's. Suck it, Taco Bell. <laughs> It was a wild, uh, it was a real bidding war for the drop two. this time. Sure, yeah. Taco Bell won, uh, lost out. Uh, it was a wild World Series game two that the Houston Astros would ultimately win at seventy six over the Los Angeles Dodgers. But mm-hmm. more importantly for Phil yeah. and his Mountain Dew Code Red generation of gamers and lamers Woo! who need fuel <laughs> for their next quest with their guild gamer chairs. <laughs> yeah, in the top of the eleventh inning, Cameron Maben led off with a single and stole a base. Granting America exactly what it needs in this season of pumpkin spice lattes and racial tension. Mm. Doritos tacos. Hey, it's time. Oh man, in the, the Doritos Locos tacos. Da, 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 da. Ole. Uh, upon hearing the news, America collectively said, "Thank you, but we're still confident we've jumped to an incorrect timeline." Yeah. <laughs> However, in Pittsburgh, there was a non-promotional theft that had nothing to do with tacos. Oh. Juju Smith Schuster. A rookie wide receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers is having a pretty good year. However, he does not have a driver's license because he read somewhere that you can get concussions from car accidents. Makes sense. (laughs) It's actually not true because he generally rides a bicycle to practice. Uh, Good for him. But he does not have a license, so he rides his bicycle to practice. He's a rookie, but he plays in the NFL, so it's like a $2,000 bike. Yeah. It's a ghost. I imagine so. Is that a good model, Phil or Joel? I don't I, know. You don't know much about cycling. You're yeah, a cycling. You don't know much about his top end bicycles are completely ridiculous. Like the is Ghost still a you, reputable brand? I've never heard of the brand Ghost before. I imagine they're full of helium. That's but how I light know. They like are. your your top end road bikes are like twenty grand. Like you pay more for those than like a good motorcycle. Boo. It's oh my God. it's completely absurd, and there's no sense to it. Well, Ugh. it might seem like being a quirky NFL wide receiver who rides his bicycle to practice and gets fluffy features written about him. As a result, it's all fun and games. Yep. Yeah. But this past week, he found himself living a 10-year-old's nightmare. He woke up, and his bike was gone. <laughs> uh, my bike! Even worse, he peered around the corner, and he saw a group of psychotic-looking clowns performing surgery on oh, it. Oh, no. Ah! Tim Burton's first movie. Yeah. Okay, so... Wait. Sh- Wait, what? That's from Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Yeah, Tim Burton's first oh. feature film was... Uh, I, have, a stolen I bike. think I saw that when I was a kid. But <laughs> it was, You need to revisit it. It's very good. It's yeah. excellent. Yeah. Oh, I pity the fool that don't eat my breakfast food. <laughs> uh, sure, there were obvious uh, conspiracy theories. Uh, fellow wide receiver, Martavius Bryant, has been very vocal about his lack of playing time in the offense seemingly coming at the expense of Juju. Mm. It's the perfect crime. So he really thinks that he's bad Juju. Joel. That sounded racist. Joel. I don't care for that. Uh, Did I jump the gun on yeah, that one? Uh, no, sorry. no, no. My don't bad. worry. Don't worry. We weren't going to say that later. I was never going to say that. Yeah. I did have a comment that says, wait for Phil to comment on his name, presumably. Well, <laughs> now I'm not going to because yeah. Joel already said the most racist thing you could about his name. What? That's not racist, racist at all. Racist. But, but Joel, you, you follow football. You're aware of Martavius Bryant yeah. and him, him chirping and being upset that this rookie has come in. So it's Your really- classic mouthy wide receiver. <laughs> oh, if uh, if Steve Bannon doesn't like Jews, imagine what he thinks about Jew Jews. <laughs> it's 
<laughs> it's the perfect crime. Right? <laughs> Please stop. <laughs> Please. Uh, it's the perfect crime. Steal the bike and melt it down in any of Pittsburgh's many steel mills. And then, wow. oh, look at that. Juju's late for practice. It's a oh. $2,000 bike. It's probably not a steel frame. Guess he's not a team player. Oh, you can just throw it in the melting ore. Melted yeah, it's, ore. It's like carbon fiber. It'll just throw point. it up, but it'll be disintegrated. Yeah, then you'll separate the carbon from the fiber, and you'll mm. eat the fiber, and then you'll use the carbon to make a diamond. You'll probably throw off the carbon content of the steel and make it too brittle. Juju was distraught, primarily because of Steve Bannon. Yeah. <laughs> he uh, posted pictures he had taken with his bicycle. And these were not like him riding his bicycle in an action shot, but a posed picture against a white backdrop that he clearly dressed up for. Wow. And was like crouching and kneeling next to the Did bike. Did he go to prom with his bike? He might have. There we go. <laughs> uh, the <laughs> caption mean... was heartbreaking. I just hope it's not the end of an era. <laughs> However, teammate Antonio Brown quickly organized a Twitter campaign. Campaign. Hashtag team find Juju's bike. Phil, that seems long for a hashtag. Is yeah, that, it does. Is that... I would say... Um, what would you have gone uh, with? Uh, save Juju's bike. Oh, that's... Yeah. See, yeah. being Find the, Juju's bike. Being yeah, the curmudgeonly out-of-touch people, I frequently see, like, long hashtags, and I sit there scratching my head for a while, because I'm trying... It's like a word jumble. <laughs> like, what... What does that say? Like, where? where yeah, poor capitalization within. Yes. Uh, yeah. No, I'm a big believer in the painful. capitalizing, so you can see. Twitter never offered a lot of great options for grammar. I was always a little upset about that. But. Antonio Brown offered two free Steelers tickets to anyone who would turn in the bike, and the tips came pouring in faster than fries on a Primanti sandwich. <laughs> Bill Cower tried to claim his grandson's tricycle was the stolen bike to score the tickets. Oh, Whoa. Bill. Odd, odd choice. There, this was uh, this was more than crowdsourcing at this point. I gotta it, say, it, it seems became like, a movement. Oh, oh yeah. No, I'm sorry. What were you gonna say, Joel? I was gonna say it, it seems like Bill Cowher could probably get Steelers tickets if he wanted to. You know, Bill Cowher didn't I get don't... rich by just hitting up the Steelers <laughs> every time. So there was so much. Uh, this has become like a big thing, right? So much so that Burt Lawton, Steelers directors of communication, director of communication, was a little overwhelmed, tweeting. For all the newsroom people out there, please do not text, call, tweet, DM me for a comment on a missing bike. Though I hope he finds it, I also have bigger fish to fry. Wow. Thank you. That's fair. That's I'm sorry. Fair. What, what bigger fish does he have to fry? I'm glad you asked, Joel. He's bearing evidence that concussions are bad, so we can have football <laughs> as we know it for at least another five years. You're welcome, assholes. That's a very big fish. <laughs> uh, luckily, someone who purchased the heavily discounted bike... Realized it was stolen from a famous person and ah. returned it to local police. Mm. That's nice. And it's just upsetting because you understand if you buy anything that heavily discounted, you you know you're buying stolen goods. Sure. Especially when you're not buying it from a store. Yeah. You're buying it from a guy on the street who's like, hey, hey, uh, you want a bike? 200 bucks. <laughs> you know? Uh, so they realized it was a thing, turned it in. But the story has a sexy coda. In the aftermath, Mia Khalifa, the retired porn star, Tweeted Is at she Smith. retired? Yes. Hmm. All the articles said so. <laughs> uh, any new stuff you need, you see was shot before 2016, Joel. Oh, okay. And they're just saving up. Well, Brazzers you know how it is. Work. The post-production process for porn videos is very lengthy. Well, you got to have color correction, audio, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she special effects. <laughs> she tweeted at Smith Schuster, you are my new favorite follow on Twitter, at Team Juju, hashtag Team Find Juju's Bike. 
Now, uh, Mia Khalifa has made a game of outing famous men who send her creepy DMs. Mm. Cubs catcher Wilson Contreras got caught. Mm-hmm. Former Ole Miss quarterback and current Denver Broncos backup Chad Kelly. And former mm-hmm. NFL safety Duke Williams. She usually screenshots the DMs and then has some really mean comment and yeah. tweets it to the world. Sure. Yeah. That's funny. I, yeah. I like it. I feel like the lewd comment at the porn star misses the point. It's like, I know that she did that professionally, but now anything, it's like, it seems like she's that less likely to respond. Well, yeah, but these aren't lewd comments. Well, some of them were lewd. We're just like, hey, babe, you ever in Miami? And then like days later, yo, you in Miami? <laughs> hey, where are you at? Come to Miami! <laughs> no! Uh, so Juju Smith-Schuster apparently attended the NFL Rookie Symposium lecture on Mia Khalifa entitled Bitches Christ, Stay Away, <laughs> because he immediately tweeted back, oh, hell nah, I'm not falling for this, LOL. I'm young, not stupid. Mia Khalifa, somewhat plugged in, as a sports fan, replied, I'm the least of your issues, at Steelers. <laughs> oh, oh she's not on Team Find Juju's bike anymore. Uh, then the Pittsburgh Steelers' official Twitter account wrapped things up nicely, responding to the former porn star, new phone, who dis? <laughs> ah, internet wins! News, news, news on the Sports, Sports, Sports podcast with Jordan, Joel, and Phil. News, news, news. Verifiable true facts. Verifiable true facts. Brought to you by Ritz Crackers. They're inside of a tube of foil or plastic. It's one of those. Verifiable true facts. Well, NBA you'd, you'd preview think the edition. marketing department at Ritz would have figured that out before they sent the drop. They're very oh, laissez-faire. Every time yeah, we've done yeah. verifiable Ritz true is facts, very laid back. They're very laissez-faire. Yeah. They're just sort of like yeah, like one time it was like eat them or don't. Or they're like, going for that find the box with the Ritz on it. Yeah, was going, like one, going yeah. for that millennial demo uh, where it's like, hey, what ifs? Yeah, just kind of also like they're very disaffected. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they're Ritz crackers aimed at disaffected. They're, they're use. the the April Ludgate of Parks and Recreation <laughs> of cracker companies. Yeah, I think I think you hit the nail on the head there. Yeah. Uh, NBA uh, season has begun, mm. which means dunks, three pointers, and ESPN oscillating between LeBron James and the NFL. Until the 2018 Major League All-Star Game. I would have liked if the last two things rhymed with dunks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was a real missed opportunity. Yeah, that's it my was. Bad. Really that's, was. On, that's on me. So, But we have some verifiable true facts here. Yeah, it's good. Uh, much like Lee Corso's mascot headgear tradition, ESPN NBA analyst Brian Windhorst will begin the season by breaking his previous record and consuming 16 fully inflated NBA basketballs. Yum! He's a very large man. Yeah. Sounds like it. Well, uh, LeBron James, Greg Popovich, among others, have been more outspoken on political and social issues. It will ultimately be LeVar Ball's sound bites that will pretty much deliver the industrial Midwest to Trump in 2020. I believe it. Uh, best friends, LeBron James and Carmelo Anthony, have been reunited on the Cavaliers. However, they've had to contact Cleveland police as surveillance footage from the players' parking lot shows a car repeatedly slowly driving by after every home game. Personalized plate, C.H. Bosch. <laughs> uh oh. Is that Bosch from Amazon Original Series Bosch? <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. what I thought. Yeah, yep, that's right. Anthony Bosch. Yeah. yeah. C.H. Bosch. Yeah, it's spelled B O S C H and yeah. it's pronounced Bosch. It was on billboards all over LA. Yep. Uh, Not com- Bosch. Not Bosch. 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 <laughs> Coming off a somewhat embarrassing championship run in which they couldn't even go undefeated in the playoffs. 
The Golden State Warriors have already have two losses, and with games still left against the Spurs, Rockets, and Cavs, they're now virtually certain to lose another. Bored Warriors fans are encouraged to just wait until the NBA playoffs on TNT or to watch their friends play pinball. Mm, I pick pinball. Because of high scoring, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Makes NBA... sense. I buy it. Okay, I buy thanks, it. Thank you. These are true, all of them. Yeah, yeah. they're verifiable. Uh, the, the NBA is working with the NCAA to end its one-and-done rule. This is a monumental change that would immediately free up cap space for teams like Louisville and Arizona. <laughs> so it's not really NBA. Uh, when questioned about their 0-3 start, uh, New York Knicks head coach Jeff Hornacek was quick to defend his team, stating it's been an improvement on their preseason 0-5 record. Ooh. Mm. Again, verifiable true fact. <laughs> yeah. Now, to be clear, verifiable. We have not verified. No. <laughs> but you is, could verify it. Oh, able yeah. Wanted to. oh, yeah. We oh, leave yeah. it up to you at home to do the verification. You yeah. have the ability. That's it's fun. You have the internet. Yeah, yeah. that's the segment, folks. Snopes. <laughs> Uh, despite entering uh, his fifth year in the league, Celtics head coach and young man with a bright future, Brad Stevens, is still the third youngest coach in the NBA, trailing only the Lakers, Luke Walton, and the Cavaliers, LeBron James. Mm. Uh, because it is played. Wait, LeBron James is also the coach. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, oh. yeah. that's the joke. A weird, what a weird <laughs> position. I'm sorry, this segment's dragging, guys. I am so <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, we're we're doing marvelously. You're a comedian living in Los Angeles, Jordan. You can do it. Uh, because it is played at every NBA game to honor America, Commissioner Adam Silver has made it mandatory for fans and players. All instructions given by the cha-cha slide. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody clap your hands. Clap, 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 clap. To the left, to the right, jump up and down. I'm so sick of those fucking hippies who don't clap during the cha-cha slide. Left foot, left stop. Yeah. Right foot, left stop. You don't like this country, you get out. Slide to the right. Crisscross. Reverse. What weird instruction? Let's write a song where we just tell people. I'm sorry, you saying they're weird, Phil? Because I think they define our country. <laughs> no, I do think they're weird. I think it's like uh, line dancing for even dumber people. Well, why don't you just move back to Russia then? How about that? I would like to. Joining us now on the podcast is broadcast legend and noted uh, baseball and Dodger fan, Larry King. Jordan Palmerville from Los Angeles, California. You're on the air. Oh, hey, uh, well, we're not. It's a podcast. Joel Anderson from Los Angeles, California. You're on the air. I'm not from Los Angeles, California. I mean, I live there now. We've got two podcasters here, here to talk about the sports world. Got gentlemen, how are you? Uh, no, yeah. we're good, uh, but actually, it's it's our podcast. Yeah. Uh, we're, we, we have one broadcasting legend on here to talk about the Dodgers. Yeah, we Jordan got- Palmerville, Los Angeles, California. You're on the air. Yeah, okay. Uh, All right. Uh, hey, uh, Larry, um, <laughs> how long would you say have you been a Dodger fan? Uh, I've been a Dodgers fan since before the before you were even born. Many, many years before you were born, I've been a Brooklyn Dodgers fan. What made you a Dodgers fan? When did you oh. decide this is the team for me? Well, now we're going way back. We're going way back. I used to play stickball in the streets with all the neighborhood kids. I remember we used to go. We used to dig through the garbage cans and try to find a, 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 a an orange, an old discarded <laughs> orange. We'd use that as the ball, and then we'd find uh, sticks that that were uh, broom handles that were thrown out by local shopkeeps, and that would be our bat for the week. And we'd find an empty alley. We'd draw bases on the ground with chalk, and then we'd play stick ball until the 
the street lights came on, were lit by the constables, and then our parents would have us come in. Yeah. Sounds like great times in old Flatbush, huh? Yeah, uh, great times in old Flatbush. That's right. <laughs> really? Joel Anderson, Los Angeles, California, on the air. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, all right. Well, that that's that's a real fascinating story. Uh, going all the way back to Brooklyn. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, do you do you remember what it was like before uh, baseball sort of entered your life? Oh, of course I actually. When I started playing baseball, I was middle aged. Wait, you were, you, were, you were playing you were stickball with stickball. kids in the neighborhood yep, at middle age. Kids in the neighborhood, middle aged. <laughs> I saw the kids play and I said, that looks fun. You know, I mean, and I was I, just getting in from work. I'm just I'm just pitching here. But if you had a job, maybe, maybe you could have bought a, a, a real baseball and not yeah. dug with the oh, kids. Oh, that's garbage. not how the kids played, though. You got to play by the kids. When you're on someone else's home turf, you got to play by the rules. Did I any of them mention me. that it was a little odd to have a fully grown, fully employed man with them nah, nobody thought it was weird hacking at discarded orange Joel it was a different time well yeah no it was shit. a time when entertainment was harder to come by we it was, didn't it have was a cell. time when a grown man hanging out with a bunch of young boys wasn't viewed as suspect apparently. no no we didn't have computers in our pockets we just had a pocket full of dreams to play for the Brooklyn Dodgers someday yeah New York had three baseball teams at the time I can imagine you uh stepping up to the plate pretending to be like a Gil Hodges or a oh, Duke yeah. Snyder you know, yeah, or Pee-wee a, Reese, or you know. Jesse James, right? Who was a really good baseball player back in the day. Okay. Oh, yep. All right. How how back in the day? I don't know if I've heard the name. Oh, in the late before. 1800s, cowboy Jesse James. What? Yep. We I've used never to heard this. kill rattlesnakes, and then we lay outlaw them down. Jesse James. That's the one. And we used to kill rattlesnakes and set them out. And they were our bases. <laughs> and then we used to take the handles of our six shooters. Okay. We'd find uh, discarded tumbleweeds and wad them together. Aren't, We'd use those as the baseball. And then we tumbleweeds would, discarded by definition? By definition. <laughs> Joel Anderson, Los Angeles, California, on the air. They were discarded by definition. Then we'd use those to throw. We'd hit it the, with the handles of our six shooters. We'd play baseball until our mothers told us to come inside. Okay. Um, was so this, it, this, is, was, this was apparently your childhood. Yeah, this is when I was in my early 30s. That's true. Wait, was he an outlaw what? at the time you were playing? He was an outlaw at the time. We had to be very careful. The cops would come around. <laughs> there would be a sheriff that would come. We'd have to stop playing. Uh, Sometimes he'd have to hide, find a cactus that was shaped kind of like his body. <laughs> and then he would hide behind it. He would stand the way that the cactus was shaped so the sheriff couldn't see him from the other side. Were there a lot of cacti in Missouri? Lots of cacti in Missouri. That's right, Joel Anderson, Los Angeles, California. And the hiding behind the cacti was effective. It would the very the effective. Sheriff was thrown off the scent. And we'd all dream that someday we would play baseball when there was a professional league formed. I mean, uh, it, it was formed right around that time. I mean, just looking at baseball history, uh, the Civil War played a huge part in popularizing. Oh, the Civil the War! Great time for baseball. Wait, what? The Civil War was a wonderful time for baseball. How do you? Well, how, how so? I oh, mean. absolutely. We would take out our bayonets, <laughs> and we would use those as the bat. Right. And then we'd take a piece of hardtack. We'd use that as the ball, throwing it across the plates. And we'd use the caps from dead Confederate soldiers as the first, second, third base. We'd play all night long until our mothers told us to come home. Your, via letter, your, sent via carrier pigeon. <laughs> okay, okay. Did would, did the generals or, or higher ranking officers have any uh, issue? You know, I mean, our country was at war. Oh yeah. Have any issue with you guys taking time out to 
play a game. Do you know what they tried to keep us? They tried Jordan Jordan Bobbleville, Los Angeles, California. You're out there. <laughs> Thank you. We were having a. We, you know, sometimes when you'd be playing too late, or there would be an approaching army, they would tell us to stop. But other than that, they let us have our fun. Wow! And uh, have a good so time. during the Civil War, you you were of age to serve in the military. Oh yeah, I was in my early twenties at that point. Oh, okay. Joel Anderson, Los Angeles, California. I'm here. Uh, I mean that. That would put you in at least your 160s this, this right now. Timeline's a little odd, but yeah. yeah. But it's it, it it's great to hear from someone who just has such an encyclopedic knowledge of, oh, of the yeah. history of baseball. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of baseball, you know who was a great baseball player? Who's that? Jesus Christ. Je- like Jesus. Jesus Christ, the Messiah. Wow. Wonderful pitcher. Really. I uh, remember every once in a while we would take uh, loaves of bread. And Jesus would say Alakazam or whatever his magic words were, turn it into baseball bats. I, I noticed that we've gone from going every back a once few in decades a while, at a time to a couple millennia. Then we would take a fish and we'd only have one fish, and then we'd cut off the skulls, we'd jar with the fish, and the fish's head would be used as baseballs. And then we would take Roman soldier helmets that were sm- <laughs> smited by God, God the Almighty Himself. We'd use those as the basis, and then me and Jesus. And these 12 fellas that followed him around everywhere. We would play baseball until our mothers told us it was time to come in. Of, of, the, uh, of the apostles, who, who was like the best fielder? Who would who, you put at shortstop? Great question, John. Uh, I, the best fielder? Yeah, yeah of, of the 12. That was Judas. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh. But you know what? We thought he was hiding the ball behind his back the whole time. Oh, he would but, have extra fish heads yeah. in behind his back, so he would just bury the uh, other one. And then out. he made an error in a real key moment so yeah he did get jesus killed we were really <laughs> upset about that yeah uh, it was kind of like the end of the sandlot where uh we found <laughs> us thinking about where all of them went to someday <laughs> except instead of our star player going to the major leagues star player was nailed to a cross buried inside of a tomb only so he could rise again three days later which is why you all eat chocolate bunnies why was he was he better or worse after his resurrection at pitching? After his resurrection, nobody saw him again. He he moved, he went to heaven, straight to heaven. So no baseball. Don't you read your Bible, Joel? I do not. That's a shame. Yeah. Okay. So a lot of good history. I'm sorry. There. How old were you when you were playing baseball with Jesus? Oh, you know what? Uh, that was my late teens. <laughs> so so you so were when I was a child in the Civil War, yeah. and you were in your late teens when I was a child. God, we love playing baseball. Yeah, so when yeah, were I, you a child? There, I used to play with this group of cavemen that lived in a cave. Yep, I remember Ugg always used to be the one that would pitch. Mm-hmm. Yep, we'd use large clubs <laughs> that they would have comically with spikes sitting out of the side. Yep. We'd take balls of tar and we'd smush them together. I was going to guess rocks. We'd use discarded dinosaur tails as the basis. Mm, no dinosaur play coexisting with we, people. Yes, they did. <laughs> you weren't there. He does have a point. Joel Anderson, well, I mean. Los Angeles, California, on the air. And then we'd play until our mother said it was time to come in. You know, and, and I was but a kid. When you're when you're that young as a child, I think playing baseball is like a magical experience because it's you're you're seeing everything for the first time. But can you remember even before I mean, magical would be the word that I would use? Yeah. But can you can you remember because here's the thing: I didn't start playing baseball till I was maybe like say six or seven. Oh sure, yeah. But here's the thing: Jordan Palmaville, Los Angeles, California, on the air. But I remember as young as three or four. I remember watching Tigers games with my dad. So I was wondering, you know. 
even before you started playing baseball with UG, was there? Did you watch any baseball? Like, what what made you then when you grew oh. up a little bit and we were old enough to play caveman well, t-ball? My earliest memory <laughs> is one that made me fall in love with baseball. Mm-hmm. I was a single-celled organism <laughs> climbing out of the primordial ooze, <laughs> along with other single-celled organisms. We had a series of specks of dirt that we used as bases. I had another single cell. I mean, a speck of dirt would be way larger than you were. No, that by far. By far, yep. We'd have a mitochondria that we used as a bat. mitochondria. Yep, there would be floating particles in the air we'd use as a ball. And let me tell you. We would be playing something that sort of resembled baseball. Oh, yeah. Yep. Until the primordial ooze told us <laughs> it was time to come home. Time it was a beautiful time. To come in. Joel Anderson, yeah. Los Angeles, California. On the air. The air. Wow. Jordan wow. Bombaville, Los Angeles, California. Thank you so much, Larry. Yep. It has been, been an fantastic. honor. I think I'm going senile. None of this was true. <laughs> it was all false. I'm living in my own personal hell. It's called dementia. We know, Larry. Put me out of my misery. We can't. We can't do that. Somebody could. Can I take this knife with me? <laughs> no. 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 Nope, no fine. I'll Larry. leave it here. Then. Thank you for having me, Joel Jordan. On the end. And now it's time for another wide world of weird sports. Wide world weird sports. What do we got this week? This week's Wide World of Sports, the 10 worst sports franchises. Ooh, I think I know what's going to be on here. I'll uh, tell you what. This yeah. is something we can sink our teeth into. This yeah. one's meaty. What Jordan, my... what's one that you guess is on this list? Oh, I would guess the 1962 New York Mets. All right. Oh, those franchises. Yeah. Oh, fran- oh. oh, like in their entirety. Oh, Clippers. Okay. Ooh, I mean, Joel, that's a gimme. I'm going to go ahead and say the Lions are on there, even though we did win three titles in the 50s. All right, this is from FoxSports.com. The worst of the worst. What are qualities of a successful sports franchise? Question mark. Well, I'll tell you. A Wins. proud history, strong leadership, great players, loyal fans, a shrewd owner, a bright future. Well, the teams on this list lack almost all of them. <laughs> Here are our picks for the 10 worst franchises in the four major North American sports leagues, NFL, MLB, NBA, I was NHL. about to say, if they're going to include, like, soccer and stuff in Europe, I was going to be like, ooh, well, no, no. Number 10, Cincinnati Bengals. In 43 uh, years of existence, the Bengals have enjoyed just 12 winning seasons, including two in the past 20 years. They never won a Super Bowl, uh, failing or falling twice to the 49ers in the 1980s. The Bengals clawed their way to a playoff appearance Maybe last season. the Super season. Bowl twice in one decade sort of indicates that they're not as pathetic I a franchise. I don't know. 12 winning know. seasons in 43 years That's is pretty I mean, bad. That's especially pretty, in the NFL. They're going for correct. a pretty long yeah, history but, here, yeah. Uh, they clawed their way to a, a playoff appearance last season. This was 2016. This was written. But it'll take a lot more than that to turn this franchise around for the good. All right. I remain dubious, but let's hear what else is on there. Number nine. Phoenix Coyotes. This is accurate, right? Yeah, but that's... I mean, they've only existed for like 20-some-odd years. Are they sure. still there? No, they're the Winnipeg Jets now. 
Ah, when you jet your jet all the way. When the struggling Winnipeg Jets moved to Phoenix in 1996, they changed their name but didn't escape their troubles. Like the Jets, the Coyotes have been playoff failures, never advancing past the first round. Okay, if you go back and include the Jets, then I, I'm, I'm back on board. Yeah. And just like small market Winnipeg, Phoenix hasn't been able to support the team financially. The NHL secretly took over the team's operations in 2008 and bought the franchise the next year from its bankrupt owners. Any takers? Mm. They say, sarcastically? Well, Canada said yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah, we'll support the team. Oh, Canada always says sure. yes to hockey. We say yes to everything. Uh, 2008, Oakland Raiders. Wait. Oh, wait, no. Number eight, Oakland Raiders. That sounds better. No, this can't. They have a That's commitment to excellence. Nope. Just win, baby. Uh, well, Fox Sports. They also have multiple Super Bowl titles. Yeah. Several Hall of Famers. Okay. But if an organization is only as good as its leader, the Raiders are an interesting case study. Their legendary owner, Al Davis, who died in 2011... Yeah, Which yeah. is a sign of not a successful owner. <laughs> uh, spent decades instilling a rebellious, hard-charging, just-win-baby mentality into it a franchise. That All of the great owners are immortal. Yep. And three Super Bowls from 1967 to 85. He was inducted to the Hall of Fame in 92, but as Davis grew more imperious and impatient, the team reflected his personality in the last decade Oakland has lost almost twice as many games as they've won. Yeah, I feel like they're bearing the lead here, which is Hall of Famer with three Super Bowl rings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, this, 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 uh, trails off at the end, but if you're talking like worst franchise, I really got to disagree. It well, seems like they're trying to be outside the box a little and not going yeah. for just the straight-up worst. Yeah. Well, write a letter to Fox Sports chumps. I will not. Coming up next, I lost track of the count because there are seven. seven. Number seven, seven. They don't have numbers on this. Oh. Number seven, Pittsburgh Pirates. I can see that. Yep. Like the Raiders, the Pirates can hang their hats on history. They've won five World Series titles thanks to Pittsburgh legends like Honus oh, Wagner, Bill oh, yeah. Mazzaro. around like 110 years, 120 yeah. years, yeah. Five World Series. Stargell. It's more than the Tigers. Yeah. Roberto Clemente. Yep. Uh, yeah. That's a loser of a franchise there. Yeah. Right. But try telling that to the members of the next high school graduating class in Pittsburgh who have spent their entire lives watching a bad hometown team. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta uh, again, disagree. I, I mean, if I'm looking at the criteria, I feel like five five titles, even if it's been a while since they've won one, that doesn't make them the they've worst They've been in the franchise. playoffs a couple times in the last five years. Yeah. I, 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 next. Yeah. Consistency. Okay. Number six. Number six, the Arizona Cardinals. Were the St. Louis Cardinals before they were in Arizona? Yeah. I guess I can get behind that. Postseason yeah. success is minimal. Well, let's, sure. let's hear Over, yeah. Let's hear it. Oh, when the Cardinals won three playoff games en route to the NFC title in 2008, that surpassed their total number of postseason wins in the six previous decades combined. Yep. That's wow. rough. Uh, under their longtime owners... The Bidwell family, apparently they bid poorly, <laughs> ineptitude has followed the franchise from Chicago to St. Louis to the Phoenix suburbs. They've had three winning seasons since moving to Arizona in 1988, two with Kurt Warner at quarterback in 2008 and 2009. Fast forward a few years, and the Cardinals are still struggling to find their long-term answer at quarterback. You know what? 
I'm behind the... Yeah, the, that, yeah, this is absolutely correct. You know what, guys? We're starting to run out of time. Do you think we should make this a two-parter? I think yeah, we should. Yeah, let's make this a two-parter. All right, then this brings it on to another wide world of... Weird Sports! I'm going to do two-parters. We're to do a lot of those guys. We're starting to run out of things to read. Citizens of Podcast Town, this brings a close in the sports. 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 Podcast. Before we go, we're going to bring back broadcast legend Larry... King Larry, how are you? Jordan Palmerville, Los Angeles, California, on the air. That's that's right. Uh, could you read our, our contact? Absolutely. Info, you can find us on if you go to your computer and type into the browser bar, <laughs> www.twitter.com slash sports number three podcast. There you're going to see a list of text. Inside of that text, you're going to see pithy statements, uh, one of which will be written by the sports, the number three podcast at sports number three podcast. You're going to find. Lots of statements there. Joel Anderson, Los Angeles, California. On the air. Or you can find us on Facebook. We're going to facebook.com slash sports number three podcast. Also in your browser, it's like Twitter. Sometimes pictures, a few more comments. Uh, they're stacked underneath of it. So you can get the full story, not just from the original newsman, but also from the other people who are commenting on Jordan Bombville. You're on the air, Los Angeles, California. Or you can find all of our back episodes soundcloud.com slash sports number three podcast at soundcloud.com slash sports number three podcast there you can hear all the podcasts in radio form just click on the play button and then you'll find larry king los angeles california on the air. thank you for having me hey guys joel joel happy halloween spooky happy halloween happy halloween lights oh, yeah. off have received this transmission from the Comedy Podcast Network. For more shows, visit ComedyPodcastNetwork.com.